Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi there and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast and uh, today we're delving back into the uh, war between China and Japan uh, that began in 1937 Um, and here we're looking at the the brutal fate uh, of Nanjing in 1937-38 over the, the winter of those two years Um, By late 1937, over 100 million Chinese people had been uh, made, had been forced to flee their homes, had become uh, refugees, uh, fleeing from the north and from uh, from the east. The uh, Chinese government, the Chinese nationalist government, had been uh, forced into a a series of humiliating defeats, uh, particularly uh, in Shanghai, um, and despite the fact that there there was a kind of a, a well-trained core to the new Kuomintang army, there simply weren't enough troops to face the onslaught of, of Japan. Um, and China itself wasn't um, politically and socially united anywhere near the extent it would have to be in order to fight a total war uh, against Japan. Uh, the fighting forces 
that Chiang Kai-shek, the uh, leader of the nationalists, had at his command were very often outsourced to uh, warlords who could make for unreliable allies. So today, once again, we're reading from Ranamita's brilliant book, China's War with Japan, 1937-45. And he writes, By the end of 1937, the cities of the north lay in Japanese hands. Tianjin, Beiping, Taiwan, Daitong, Jinan had all fallen. The invaders had less control in the countryside, where guerrilla fighters, many controlled by the Communist Party, ambushed and harassed them. Central China lay vulnerable, but Wuhan, the city where the temporary nationalist military command was located, remained secure for the moment. Still, the fear that the Japanese would conquer yet uh, yet more of the country meant that the numbers of refugees continued to flow. No robust statistics have ever been put forward for the number of Chinese who became refugees during the war. So many people fled in so many directions and the governments under which they lived were so consumed by struggle for survival that keeping meaningful records became a secondary task. Nevertheless, the best estimates put the numbers very high. At some point during the war, some 18 million or even close to 100 million Chinese, approximately 15 to 20% of the entire population, were on the move. Not all of them spent the whole war in exile. Many returned home soon after they fled. But the mass migration had destabilised society in ways that would reverberate throughout the war period and beyond. Nor was the worst over as 1937 ended. In the first winter of war, there would be recurring events so shocking that it still shapes the relationship between China and Japan more than seven decades later. So the the massacre at Nanjing in Chinese historical memory and uh, as a, a kind of a, a key moment of brutality in the 20th century starts out, stands out um, with, uh, is it kind of up there, with say the, the destruction of Warsaw um, by the Nazis or the Katyn massacre uh, by the, the Soviet Union. Um, and the or the destruction again the destruction of Manila by uh, Japan. Ranamita writes on the first of December, nineteen thirty-seven. Chiang Kai-shek and Song Meiling celebrated their tenth wedding anniversary in Nanjing. It was not an auspicious occasion. We've been married ten years, wrote Chiang, but the future for the party and the country looks very difficult. In the next ten years, I don't know what changes there may be. Chang also noted that the city itself looked deserted. In fact, for some months, an eerie quiet had blanketed the capital, Nanjing. In mid-August, the war had taken the city by surprise. Uh, Nanking, um, using the European spelling, Nanking has its first taste of aerial warfare when 12 Japanese machines appeared in uh, two this afternoon to bomb the capital and were engaged by 10 Chinese planes. Sirens throughout the city sounded the alarm half an hour before the arrival of Japanese planes. Since the capital had never been subject to an air raid, the populace were unaware of the um, uh, of the dangers, and many people were talking and laughing in the streets while the aerial engagement was in progress. But people learned quickly. Du Zhonghuan um, passed through Nanjing later um, in late August, just a few days later. Already, he reported, it was a, it was a famous journalist, um, already, he reported, much of the city's population had gone. He stayed at the central hotel, 
when the catering st- uh, where the, uh, where because the catering staff were frightened of bomber aeroplanes, most of them had resigned. Dew was reduced to searching for snacks in the kitchen, then heading out to beg a meal from friends in town. The fears of the hotel staff were well founded. Dew recorded as he uh, headed to Datong. I stayed three nights in Nanjing, and every night the enemy's aircraft had invariably lit up the sky three or four times. But fortunately, Nanjing's air raid shelters were still good, and when the planes came, there was a warning siren which wailed. They used searchlights to shine into the distance. When the light, when the light lit up the aircraft's body, they fired high-altitude mortars or sent out a squadron in pursuit. In the night, it was, uh, it was fiery all around. The brilliance was unbelievable. I had a strong emotions to get seeing the lights at New Year. I get seeing the lights at New Year. While the night sky um, lit up over the capital, 260 kilometres to the east, um, Shanghai was in the middle of a pitched battle as the nationalist armies carried out their doomed defence of the great port city. As Nanjing came under fire, Zhu Fohai also had to get used to the, fr- uh, to the frightening new world of constant bombing. As his house had a basement, various of his friends ran to visit him whenever an air raid took place. And those underground meetings soon led to more organised activity based on the disillusionment with the progress of the war. But Zhu would not stay long in Nanjing. Chinese and foreigners alike had made the same decision that he had and began to leave uh, the city for Wuhan or other points inland. Um, so... Nanjing itself um, faces uh, terrible destruction by at the, at the hands of the Japanese, and the Japanese would uh, carry out massacres in Nanjing, which kind of pre um, sort of pre prefaced the um, sorts of slaughters that would happen throughout the rest of the war. In some ways, Nanjing was a kind of like a laboratory for Japanese brutality. In October 1937, Chang's government began its westward march, writes Ranamita, um, relocating its military command to Wuhan and the administration to Chongqing. Um, a Reuters report from late November reported the gloomy scene. In a steady downpour, the evacuation of the Chinese government was almost completely uh, completed today. Officers and factories are now being stripped of all valuable equipment. If the city is taken... It will only be an empty shell. The report did add that there is absolutely no sign of civil disorder or impending collapse. The general opinion amongst the Chinese um, is a resolute determination to carry on resistance and and feeling against capitulation is very strong. Chang was aware of that feeling. His priority now was to defend central China. But even though the coastal regions were given up for lost once Shanghai fell... Chang felt he could not leave the east of, the, of his country until the last possible moment. He knew that the abandonment of the capital was a devastating blow to the prestige of his regime and his public statements remained defiant. It is our fixed policy to resist to the last inch and to the last man, he declared on the 25th of November. Nanjing held immense cultural resonance for all Chinese. Until 1421, the city had been the capital of China under the Ming Dynasty. Its long city walls had taken over 20 years to build with the labour of 200,000 workers, and they towered above Nanjing as a symbol of imperial power. 
Even after the capital moved to Beijing, the city was still renowned for its fine architecture and the gracious lifestyle of its merchant class. Nanjing had also been the Taiping capital during the bloody civil war of 1854. A mighty boulevard named after Sun Yat-sen, Zhongshan Road, was bulldozed through the city's ancient centre, and grand pillared government buildings were thrown up uh, to house ministries, and plans were made, never fulfilled, for a new party headquarters that would combine features of the Temple of Heaven in Beijing and the US Capitol building. Beautification began with the planting of trees in the city's main streets. Even today, it's one of the few Chinese cities that benefits from the shade and greenery of trees. Nanjing also became a symbol of the kind of environmental and technological modernity that the nationalists desired for all of China. Much of this remained a dream. By the late 1930s, the economic crisis meant that the large, meant that large building projects were difficult to fund. And when war broke out, Nanjing's status changed from a capital city at the heart of the nationalist project to a renewal, uh, a project of renewal, to a place terribly vulnerable to invasion. So, one of the key reasons for seizing Nanjing in the eyes of Japan was that it would cause, uh, hopefully, a morale collapse amongst the Chinese. Um, and it would show to... Um, Japan's enemies and perhaps China's sympathisers overseas that the Japanese invasion was ultimately unstoppable and futile to resist. Nanjing shows something else then. Uh, initially there was no plan to seize Nanjing. Initially the war for Japan was the conquest of northern China uh, and, and the eastern coast. But the scale and the intensity and the determination of Chinese resistance and the decision by Chiang to open up um, from Shanghai down uh, to the, the Yangtze Valley, uh, a new front against uh, Japan, meant that Japan suddenly refocused its efforts on central China uh, and formed the uh, Central China Area Army, which was established on the 7th of November 1937. Rana writes, The CCAA was the product of two pre-existing forces, the Japanese 10th Army and the Shanghai Expeditionary Army, and its formation reflected the rapidly changing nature of Japan's campaign in the region. From the start of the war in July, the Japanese had hoped to use one forceful strike to eliminate Chinese resistance. But the escalation of the war surprised them, as it did the determination of the defending Chinese forces. Although the landing of the 10th Army troops at Hangzhou Bay, just south of Shanghai on the 5th of November, proved an important turning point, contributing strongly to the Japanese victory at Shanghai, the Japanese took many more casualties than they'd expected, some 42,202 killed and wounded. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Indeed, Nanjing was never a strategic target for the Japanese. Shanghai gave them mastery uh, over China's greatest port. The capture of Nanjing was purely a matter of symbolic power. By taking the capital, the Japanese would finally demonstrate their victory over Chinese nationalism, a force they considered pernicious and alien to their vision of East Asia's future. Unless the Nanjing government reconsiders its attitudes and ceases its resistance, declared General Matsui Iwane, Japanese troops will continue to advance to Nanjing, Hankou and Chongqing, China's new capital. From Matsui's point of view, shared by others in the Japanese leadership, the apathetic European powers were somehow propping China up, and only ja- only the Japanese had China's true interests at heart. The first point is to make the Nanjing government abandon the policy of depending on European countries and America. The second point is to make the Chinese people recognise that Japanese troops are the real friends of China and have been sacrificing themselves in the current, uh, in the current incident to rescue 400 uh, million Chinese, correcting the latter's misconceptions brought about by the anti-Japanese policy pursued by the Nanjing government. So this is some fascinating uh, insights into um, the uh, thinking of uh, Japan's elites. Some real kind, a, a real sort of um, door into this sort of pan-Asian philosophy that if only other Asian uh, countries uh, would recognise the legitimacy of Japanese leadership and stop resisting it, then Japan can. Um, rid Asia of Europeans and America and to create this unified um, uh, unified kind of Japanese-led Pan-Asia. The idea that the nationalist government was dependent on Europe or America was a reference to the way that the Chang government had tried to counter the threat from Japan before 1937 by seeking support from Western powers, although those powers remained reluctant to offer much substantial help. It was also, more broadly, a recognition that China had started to participate in a world where transnational organisations such as the League of Nations were trying to overcome the frictions caused by bilateral conflicts between countries. Japan regarded China as its backyard, and these developments were deeply unwelcome. Uh, Most foreigners had left Nanjing by early autumn. Embassies evacuating their staff, companies sent their employees home. One of those who stayed was John Rabe, 
a German businessman working at the Siemens Corporation. The German noted that by mid-October, um, most of the hotels, shops and all the cinemas in Nanjing had already closed. For most foreigners, this had been a signal that it was time to leave. But Rabe was one of the f small group of foreigners who decided they must do something to help the Chinese population left behind by the nationalists. There's something really, really interesting, really telling uh, uh, about this, about Japan's insistence that firstly... China um, had been led astray by uh, kind of Western influences and Western help and, and, uh, and, and interference. And that really Japan was on some level trying to correct this course. And the, the destruction of Nanjing would be firstly the destruction of um, the, the nationalist government, but also it would be the destruction of Chinese nationalism's hopes that um, it would find uh, partners in Europe and America that would support it. And the uh, the flight of Europeans from uh, the, uh, the, the nationalist capital seemed in some ways to, uh, to, to kind of justify this optimism on part of Japan to show, look, where, you know, the, the Europeans are are in typical fashion abandoning you when the going gets tough. Aside from Rabe, these foreigners included Nanjing University Professor Louis Smythe, Minnie Vautrin, missionary and director of studies at Jin, uh, Jinling uh, Women's College, George Fitch, head of the city's YMCA. This group decided that in the event of a Japanese capture of Nanjing, they would establish an international safety zone that would be deemed neutral and the Chinese who sheltered there would be safe. Chiang Kai-shek welcomed the idea and even offered 100,000 Chinese dollars to support the zone, although only $40,000 were ever paid. Tang Shengji, the general whom Chiang had placed in charge of the last-ditch defence of Nanjing, was also in favour. The Japanese, however, found the idea unacceptable. They suspected that the zone would become a hiding place for Chinese soldiers defending the city. Tang confirmed these fears when he made it clear that Chinese troops would be stationed in the zone and that trenches and defences would be drawn up around it. By early December, Shanghai had fallen. Chang knew that the abandonment of the capital would be seen around the world as a humiliation for his government. He had to withdraw to the interior, but he wanted to make it clear that the capital had died hard and that troops had fought to the last man. It was not just a matter of honour, but also of good public relations. If China could not provide victories, it could at least provide an impressive narrative of its courage. So Chiang Kai-shek and Japan, um, the, the, the Japanese government and Japan's generals, uh, Matsui, for example, both had kind of political games to play with Nanjing. Chiang knows that Nanjing is undefendable and will fall. And in a way, the, the, the manner of its fall uh, would help to tell a story to the rest of the Western world. And Japan hopes exactly the same thing. Japan hopes to demonstrate that the cause of supporting Japan is hopeless by destroying Nanjing, whereas Chiang Kai-shek wanted to show um, the rest of the world that China would fight to the last man and f uh, fight to the death. And as a result, uh, because of these two sort of perverse attitudes, particularly when, you know, large numbers of civilians are, and, and their safety is at stake, because these two perverse attitudes, the slaughter that we'll find out in the next podcast was particularly, particularly of an extreme variety. 
Um, so I hope you find this useful and uh, do drop us a line if you're studying this or you're interested or want to know more about uh, 20th century China. Um, check us out at explaininghistory.org and you can come and find us at the Explaining History Facebook group. And of course, uh, anyone who's able to sponsor the podcast via Patreon, very welcome to do so. And you can find a link to Patreon at explaininghistory.org. Anyway, thanks very much, folks. I'll catch you on the next podcast. All the best. Bye-bye. One that's mirrored in the uh, huge problems uh, in the US healthcare sector and the difficulty that uh, the seemingly intractable um, problem of uh, attempts to uh, create uh, a free at the point of use healthcare service, which um, uh, most of the modern countries in some way, shape, or form enjoy. Um, the implications for the, the rest of the world, as I said, are, are, are stark. Um, the uh, the organ- organizations and uh, wealthy backers who have uh, managed to overturn Roe versus Wade um, will now be immensely emboldened. Perhaps they won't succeed in in Europe, but they will try. You know of that of that you must be absolutely certain. Um, and wherever you are, if you're not in the US. Watch the media that you consume and look for the messages that will no doubt be kind of uh, dropped into newspaper columns and, and leaders and here and uh, and in uh, op-eds in TV, on TV shows and radio and podcasts because there, there will be an attempt to make the argument first for um, the curbing and reduction of abortion rights and then perhaps an an outright ban um, similar to Roe versus Wade. Um, these things often tend, tend to follow. Um, and also, this might be a, a huge and important moment for um, the uh, women's movement uh, inside America uh, and, and beyond. Um, it's difficult to say at the moment. There has been... Um, doesn't seem to have been the kind of spontaneous mass organising that happened when Trump was uh, first elected in uh, 2016. But give it time, give it time. Uh, It's only been a a day or two and and no doubt there is a a flurry of activity uh, amongst the uh, women's movements in America um, to organise some form of uh, some form of resistance. Um, okay, well, listen, I'm going to leave the update there. Um, we're going to be coming back to that hopefully later in the week. Apologies, I've done fewer updates this week because, again, I've been suffering from long COVID and it's, it's been kind of tiring. But, you know, I'll get over that. Thanks very much, everybody. I hope you find this useful and we'll be getting back to some regular history in a moment. All the best. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.